Are you ready to give everything you are and everything you have for your king? Yes, you may be asked to stand on the battlefield alone. You may be required to fight the fight of faith with no one standing by your side. But do you understand that when you surrender to the lordship and leadership of God in your life, you are guaranteed the victory? The almighty, all-powerful God of the universe is within you. Truly, you can do all things through Christ because he will give you his strength. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. And this is episode 135. In this week's episode, we continue our journey through my book entitled, Are You a Superman of God? Becoming God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is entitled, Don't Be a Quitter. Okay, so here's where we're at in our Superman of God study. God's man of steel chooses to do what is right, even when the odds are stacked up against him. We saw a great example of that in the life of Joshua Basebeth, the, the, the Tachmanite that stood against 800 Philistines and saw God work a miracle and he slaughtered all 800. The second thing we discovered is that God's man of steel does not give up even when no one stands with him. In this part, we, we, we met the second of three of God's mighty men of steel named Eliezer. Now, if you were with us for last week's episode, then you know that the men of Israel retreated. But Eliezer stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day, Second Samuel 23, verses 9 and 10. One man... One decision, one God, and one amazing victory. Well, in this week's episode, we're going to take a look at the third man whom Scripture identifies as a superman of God, God's man of steel. And we're going to discover that, thirdly, God's man of steel stands in the gap for those who are around him. You may remember a movie trilogy came out quite a few years ago entitled The Lord of the Rings. Well, the first of the three featured films, entitled The Fellowship of the Ring, has a fantastically dramatic scene where the wizard Gandalf and his crew, which includes a dwarf, an elf, two humans, and four hobbits, are being chased through the mines of Moriah by a fiery beast known as Balrog. They're running through the bowels of the mountain. They come upon a deep and dangerous chasm, and hard on their heels is Balrog. Balrog comes, comes charging at them, confident that he has them cornered. Gandalf sees a narrow, fragile stone bridge that crosses the gap. He urges the party to go on ahead of him to the other side. Once the last member of his group is safely over, Gandalf runs halfway across the bridge, stops, turns around, and faces the beast, intentionally placing himself between Balrog and his friends. All alone on that bridge... Gandalf made a difficult decision. He chooses to stand in the gap before the enemy. He makes the decision to take the full brunt of the beast's wrath so his friends don't have to. And as he stands there facing Balrog, for me, the most powerful scene in the entire movie begins to unfold. Looking at the beast square in the eye, Gandalf raises his staff in one hand and his sword in the other, and he shouts in clear, unmistakable words, You shall not pass. Well, as we focus this week on our topic, we're going to meet one man from David's band of misfits, another one of God's men of steel. 
His name is Shema. So we've already talked about Joshua. We've talked about Eliezer. And now let's talk about Shema. See, Shema was another guy who was, well, let's face it, he was out of sorts. He had made some bad decisions in life, and he was definitely paying the consequences. Now, I don't know if he just wasn't thinking, if he wasn't considering the cost, or, or what, if anything, was going on in his mind, but the scriptures tell us Shema was in trouble. So he heads for the hills, and he joins forces with David in his band of misfits. Little did Shema know what God was planning to do in and through his life. You see, an army of the Philistines had gathered at the fields of Lehi. Those Philistines were intent on destroying a huge crop of beans. They knew that if they could drive the Israelites to hunger, it would weaken their will and their ability to fight. It was a very cunning strategy. Starve your enemy, and then when they don't have enough strength to raise a finger, let alone a sword to object, march right in and slaughter them. The only thing those Philistines didn't take into account was Shemach. Once again, the enemy charges forward. Once again, David's crew of normal, ordinary, everyday kind of guys turn tail and run. And as the dust settles, standing right there in the middle of the field, standing in the gap before the enemy, sword drawn, is Shemach. A look of determination is on his face. His heart, I'm sure, was exploding in his chest, unsure of what was about to happen. But he plants his feet firmly and raises his sword and shouts out to the enemy, Bring it, because you shall not pass. Here's what I want you to think about. Shema wasn't anybody special. He didn't have any superpowers. He didn't have steel claws that shot out of his hands on command like Wolverine. He couldn't take over the minds of the Philistines and make them turn against each other as Professor X. He, he couldn't even become invisible. And yet, as he took his stand in the middle of the field of beans, Shema, a man fully yielded to the lordship and leadership of the almighty, all-powerful God of the universe, Shema struck down the Philistines, every last one of them. He stood in the gap for his friends. Guys, I want to submit that today, even here right now, God is looking for men of steel. He's looking for men who will build up the wall and stand in the gap. He's searching for men who will draw their swords and plant their feet firm in the faith and stand before the enemy and shout out at the top of their lungs, you shall not pass. God wants men of integrity, men of conviction, men of courage, men of steel. Listen, he wants you, my friend. Now, some of you, as you're listening to that, you may chuckle and say, oh, not me. (laughs) Certainly not me. Why not? Seriously, seriously, why not you? Well, Steve, I I just don't think I could do it. It's not who I am. May I take a moment and remind you that Joshub, Eliezer, and Shema didn't think they could do it either. They were just normal, ordinary, everyday kind of guys, just like you, just like me. Joshua wasn't Iron Man. Eliezer wasn't Thor, God of Thunder. Shema wasn't the Incredible Hulk. Don't lose sight of the fact that these three were just normal, ordinary, everyday kind of guys. But they were guys who chose to fully and completely, totally yield themselves to the lordship and leadership of God in every aspect of their life. Watch us now, guys. Every one of us 
Every one of us listening to this podcast, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are in your spiritual walk, every one of us as born-again believers is commanded in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. Do you believe that? Guys, listen, if there was ever a time for us to be men of steel, if there ever was a time for us to stand up and be super men of God, who stand firm in the faith and stand for the gospel, who stand up for the kingdom, who stand up for righteousness, who stand up for purity and for the glory of God, guys, that time is now. And I want to submit that as you're listening to this particular episode, God is calling you out right here, right now. Now, I'm not talking about or to the some other guy that, that may or may not be listening. I, I, I'm talking to you. I, I, I want you, yes, you, to be listening to me. You see, God is calling you to rise up against the darkness of this world. He is calling you to draw your sword, stand firm in your faith, and fight the fight for freedom. Fight the fight for God's kingdom. Fight with everything you have. Fight with everything you are. So my question for you is, will you take that stand? I challenge you. I dare you. I exhort you. Be a superman of God and shout out to the enemy in the name of Christ. Bring it on because you shall not pass. All right, well, I'd like to take a moment here and and, uh, read to you another portion of my book, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel. It's better for me to just read it to you as opposed to try to explain it to you. So just listen closely. Here, Here it is. Quote, it's a fact. Superheroes can't fight crime and save lives around the clock. Sometimes they just need a place to get away from it all, a place to relax, a, a place to recharge. Now, for Superman, that place is called the Secret Citadel, also known as the Fortress of Solitude. Located somewhere way up north in the frozen tundra of the Arctic stands the Fortress of Solitude. It's a place known only to Superman, a place only he can get to. It's that one place Superman goes when he needs to be alone with his thoughts. It's that one place where he can truly experience safety, security, and a connection to his real home, Krypton. A super house for a superman. The fortress offers Superman the opportunity to be himself, a Kryptonian, rather than Clark Kent or the Daily Planet. It is the one place in the entire universe that reminds him of who he really is and what he stands for, truth, justice, and the American way. The fortress is also the one place where Superman can go to talk with his father, Jor-El. Through a special device called the Crystal of Knowledge, Jor-El communicates with his son and offers him counsel and guidance in how to deal with the problems that arise from living on an alien world. It's a relationship that Kal-El, also known as Superman, cherishes deeply. End of quote. Okay, thanks for listening. Let me in, invest some time in, in just sharing with you some of the story that's found in this particular book, Are You a Superman of God? In fact, if you're interested, interested in knowing more about the book, let me encourage you to go to Amazon.com and purchase your copy of Are You a Superman of God? And if you can't remember the title, just go to Amazon and search for my name, Steve Etner, and you'll find the book. Well, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, 
We are told that as a child of God, our citizenship is in heaven. I want you to think about that with me for a moment. That means that while you and I are here on planet Earth, according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, we are aliens and strangers in the world. This world is not our home. So we share a little something in common with the character Superman. This world is not his home. He's, he's from a different place. He's considered to be an alien. So here's what that means. As a Superman of God, you also need a place to relax and recharge. You need a place where you can experience safety and security and a connection to your real home. You need, if you will, a fortress of solitude. Now, guys, it's vitally important that we not lose sight of the fact that this world is not our home. As a born-again believer, we are strangers and aliens in a foreign land, a land that is not and cannot ever be our friend. This world, you see, is against the things of God. It's against holiness. It's against godliness. It's against righteousness. It's against purity. And because you are a Christian man, listen, watch this, it is against you. Did you know? Oh, I'm excited to sharing this with you. Did you know? that there is a perfect place that God has created just for you here on earth. It's your spiritual fortress of solitude. It's your secret citadel. It's a holy refuge. It's a place of communion and fellowship with your heavenly Father. Listen, it's the one place in the entire universe that will remind you of who you really are, a child of the King, and what you really stand for, Godliness, righteousness, purity, the way of godliness. In Psalm 46, we read a powerful description of that mighty fortress. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is is our fortress. So be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Psalm 43, verses 1 through 3, 7, and 10 through 11. Oh, my friend, run to that fortress. Run to God and never leave, for it is there in a growing, vibrant, powerful relationship with God that you will find joy, peace, safety, victory, and freedom in the midst of a a, a wicked and cruel world. In that fortress, and this is cool, watch this. In that fortress, you will also have, just like Superman, a crystal of knowledge. In other words, your Bible. That's your crystal of knowledge. The scriptures is where your heavenly Father communicates with you. The Bible is where he, he offers to you wise counsel and guidance in how to deal with the problems that arise from living as an alien in a wicked and sinful world. But here's my question for you. Are you using it? Are you daily linking to it so that you can connect with the Father? Are you dropping to your knees in prayer, communicating with your divine dad, pouring over scripture, listening to what he's telling you? Are you doing that? And if not, why not? Well, in next week's episode, we're going to look at the kind of house that you're building. 
What materials are you putting into your spiritual home? How is it standing in the storms of life? Is it a fortress of solitude? Or is it a teetering tower of twigs ready to fall over at the slightest breath of the big bad wolf who's crouching at your door? Well, let's hit the pause button until next next week's episode. We'll continue our journey through my book, Are You a Superman? And if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or, or if you're interested in learning more about our ministry, the Pure Man Ministry, and how we reach men and women across the globe, helping them with their, their struggle with sexual addiction and porn addiction and lust and masturbation and how they can find victory and freedom through Christ, then I encourage you to visit our website. There's a multitude of resources that we've made available to you, and, and they're, they're constantly being added new ones. You can find our website at The Purity Coach. It's all one word, The Purity, P-U-R-I-T-Y, coach.com. One of the resources is this book that I've written in which we've been taking a deep dive into the pod, in the podcast here. The book is entitled, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel. It's available to you on Amazon. Here's why we've been, been plugging. Here's why we're, we're focusing our attention on it. You see, if you're a man looking for a 12-week men's Bible study, something that you can do with your accountability partners or with a small men's group or just by yourself, then this book, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel, is a must-do. Again, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, then you know that Are You a Superman of God is a fun and exciting look at what it means to be God's man of steel in a world that is anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Bible. You see, as Christian men, let's face it, we try. We try to be the Superman of God that, that others want, that they need, and even expect us to be. And, and we'll do fairly well most of the time at, at presenting the spiritual man of steel persona to those who are around us. And yet, if we're truthful inwardly, we know that many, many times, all too often, we are far, far, far from being the godly man that we should be. Well, in this book, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel. We discover that as a superman of God, our strength, our ability to effectively live a life that honors and glorifies God comes directly from the Son, S-O-N. The closer you are in your relationship to Jesus Christ, the greater your power to resist the archenemy of your soul and watch him flee from you. Don't take my word for it. Read James 4, 7. And yet, truth be told, let's face it, guys, we have weaknesses. It's our, it's our kryptonite. It's that radioactive element of our life before Christ. And our spiritual archenemy loves to use our kryptonite to his advantage. The fact is, when you play around with your kryptonite, it weakens your will and ability to stand firm and fight the fight of faith. So in this 12-week men's Bible study, are you a superman of God? As you process through the study, you will learn how to identify your kryptonite, how to steer clear of it how to find your super spiritual strength as you daily draw closer to the sun, S-O-N, and be a man of steel that God has called you and has equipped you to be. So let me encourage you, go to amazon.com today, purchase your copy of Are You a Superman of God? Becoming God's Man of Steel. And if you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, let me encourage you, do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, 
He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. <laughs>